Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Mental Health Awareness Initiative. And today we have Mrs. Lucy Bowen. She is a play therapist from UK and founder of National Association for Play Therapy India. She's been the pioneer for play therapy throughout India and South Asia and specializes using the therapeutic powers of play to empower children to reach their maximum potential. Welcome to the show, ma'am. Thank you. And if you can tell us more about yourself and uh, what is actually play therapy to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I am a play therapist from the UK and my passion has always been working with children and I've worked with children in various contexts for about 17 years. So I have my BSc in social science with a psychology major and I have my master's in play and therapeutic play. And I relocated to India following my master's in 2014, where I began, you know, providing place therapy services uh, in India. And during this time, more parents and organizations become aware of my work and um, there began to be this demand for play therapy and my work across India. So it was then that we launched the National Association for Play Therapy India, which has the aim of providing play therapy training and services throughout, throughout India. And we are a registered NGO when we run a number of community projects in Bangalore, as well as provide training in all major cities throughout India, as well as Maldives, Bangladesh, Nepal, um, Cambodia, and the Middle East. So in terms of what is play therapy then? So play therapy is a form of psychotherapy that uses play, which is a child's natural mode of communication to help them resolve or manage their issues or their challenges. So we find that traditional forms of therapy might be very intimidating for a child and can actually cause added stress rather than actually resolving the issues that the child might be facing. Whereas play therapy, it provides a safe place for a child to explore and learn about the world without judgment, offering a mood of expression that's familiar and more comfortable for the child. So you'll find, you know, very often children don't have the words to describe their feelings or their experiences, but play is something which is natural for children. Play is the child's language and the toys actually become their words. So children can express themselves through play and it bypasses the expectations to put these experiences into words. So through play, children can actually express themselves through the use of symbols and metaphors, and this provides them with a safe distance from possibly traumatic material. It provides this avenue of decontextualization of issues, as well as providing access to the unconscious. So it's like it's a safe zone wherein children play and at the same time express what they are going through indirectly. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, children figure out who they are, how the world works, what they like, what they don't like, who they want to be, all, all these things children actually work out, you know, by engaging in play. I mean, at the moment, um, in my interactions in play with children, you'll find that there's an increasing amount of play with things like doctor's kits, playing doctors and nurses and, you know, things that relate to the pandemic actually come out in the children's play as they actually start to make sense of it. And, you know, children play things like doctors and nurses, teachers, mummies and daddies. Children learn about the world and how the world works by actually engaging in play. And obviously play, you know, play has many therapeutic benefits. Obviously, as we should know, play is how children do learn and develop. Uh, 
Um, and when we children engage in play, it also works on a holistic development. You know, children use their bodies, they use their hands, so fine and gross motor skills. They learn language, they learn concepts, they learn to interact, they learn about the social world when they engage in play. So play is something which is anyway essential to the child's learning and development. But in addition to all the learning objectives, to the developmental um, benefits of engaging in play, there's many therapeutic powers as well. You know, first and foremost, play can be therapeutic to its very nature. It's fun, it has little expectation, and it's child-led. So it therefore increases confidence. It allows for free expression and a discovery of the self. And it also enables us to really stress negative feelings, as well as actually learn about the world. And in addition to this, play also facilitates communication. It provides an avenue for expression. It can provide access to the unconscious and allow for both indirect and direct teachings to take place. Play is also inherently social, so it enhances social relationships. It provides an opportunity for children to develop empathy and social competence. Through play, children also increase their personal strengths. For example, play builds resilience. It helps children develop a healthy self-esteem, to learn to self-regulate, to problem-solve. And most importantly, as I said, it fosters emotional wellness. It promotes positive emotions and it helps children to really stress. Okay, when, uh, ma'am, you just mentioned when you were uh, sharing this, what actually is play, then it's like, how do they express their own fear part? Because we are living in this pandemic, as you have just pointed out, and we all are aware it's locally and globally. Yeah. So is there an increase in demonstration of fear through play? Yeah, well, children are naturally resilient and very often it's the parents or our own fears that are actually being um, transferred to the child. But yeah, absolutely, children will play out. So, you know, when we talk about play uh, or even play therapy, you know, we provide different avenues for expression. So children might play out their experiences. They might write stories about them indirectly. They might draw pictures. Um, they might use music to express their different emotions. You know, it's about providing them with different modes and different ways in which they can express or play out their fears or their experiences in order to make sense of them. Because obviously with the current pandemic, children will be experiencing a variety of emotions and very often these will manifest in behavior. You know, if, for example, if a child doesn't want to do an hour of maths, it's likely they're not necessarily trying to be awkward, rather they're struggling with the current situation and they're not able to communicate. So the most important thing at the moment is really to encourage children and parents to play as much as possible. You know, children aren't designed to be sitting at home. Um, children are designed, children need play and children need movement. Of course, it's important to have some structure um, because children do require structure and consistency to feel safe. But by providing children with lots of opportunities to play and also by letting children be involved in planning their day, actually giving, allowing them to experience some control at a time where we can't control anything is very important. So as I said, all behavior is communication. And it's important for parents at the moment, especially not to be focusing on the outward negative behaviors, but to understand that children are going through a challenging time right now, which is full of change and uncertainty, just the same as we as adults are. So it's important for parents to, you know, to validate children's emotions, to provide opportunities to draw or talk or play out what might be troubling them. 
And this is important, you know, even for children who might not be acting out. You know, while some children might be externalizing, some children might be internalizing. So it's really important to give children the space to talk or play out what's happening and to validate their feelings. And we can really encourage parents to have special play times with their children and to utilize play therapy techniques such as following the child's lead using reflective language and limit setting because it's really important for parents and children to understand that all emotions are valid and we will be experiencing so many different emotions day to day at the moment but sometimes the behavior that children exhibit might not be acceptable so it's really important that we're providing opportunities for children to play, providing them with safe outlets to express their emotions. So, you know, we're always important to be acknowledging children's feelings. Yes, we might need to set limits, but we also need to target alternatives. You know, provide children with safe outlets to actually express the varying emotions that they might be feeling. You know, things like foam swords to, or banging the drums or stomping on a box, playing with Play-Doh, tearing papers, stress balls, fidget toys. These are all really great ways to release tension. And um, sensory play is, again, something that's really great for grounding and regulation. Children can get out and about. Opportunities to move are less. So we need to create these opportunities at home. And furthermore, engaging in sensory play, so that could be messy play, that could be art activities, that could be music, that could be movement. These kind of activities come without any expectation to perform or you know, with any specific objective. So this actually allows children to experience control over their bodies and over their environment, which helps to reduce anxiety. Because as we know, you know, this is a traumatic event. We're getting so much left brain information from the news, from the social media. We actually need to engage in creative activities where we can process and express and regulate our emotions. Things like messy play, art, Play-Doh, make some musical instruments or sensory bottles, have a pillow fight, have a dance party. We need to provide these opportunities just to have fun and connect with each other at a time when we're actually lacking connection from the social world. Because the world, it is a scary place at the moment and play actually provides children with a sanctuary of safety. Because in play, children can play out and make sense of their experiences. And in play, children can actually control the outcome, which builds their confidence and re reduces anxiety over what is happening in their external world. And by letting children play and encouraging parents to play with their own children, it will also benefit the parents themselves. And it will not only strengthen their relationship, but it will also provide a stress relief for parents, you know, simply enjoying that time rather than focusing on the pressures of homeschooling and the academics. You know, play and doing things that we enjoy, things that relieve stress and tension are equally as important for parents at the moment as they are for children. And children will have that time to catch up on academics when schools you know, do reopen properly. But parents now actually have that rare opportunity to spend that quality time connecting with their children. Absolutely. What you have just shared is really very motivating and very positive because we are listening to all the negative news right now, what is happening, which is, as you just said, scary also and stressful and uh, ma'am if you can just uh, highlight upon one fact that it just crossed my mind 
who are the best people like when we are talking about play therapy that can actually evaluate children from play therapy aspect so um there are many kind of counselors psychologists now who have received training in play therapy although play therapy is relatively new in india there's a lot of there's not a huge amount of people who have trained fully in play therapy but there are many um professionals psychologists counselors uh, even educators um that now integrate play therapy principles and techniques into their practice so you can look out for any kind of child counselor who has received training in play therapy and we are happy to announce that we will be introducing a certified play therapy status within india with, uh, within this year so that parents will be able to um kind of find a fully qualified play therapist for themselves so it's just really important for parents if they do feel that their child might need uh, play therapy and that could be for a reason where the child might be dysregulated they might have poor social skills they might uh, have behavioral issues they might have gone for some kind of trauma and abuse to just um make sure to check the uh, credentials and to evaluate what training um the the person you're going to be working with has because it's very important because unfortunately there are some professionals in india at the moment who do advertise play therapy services without having any prior training in play therapy so it's just important to note that if they are a play therapist that they've gone through the full training or if they are a counselor integrated in play therapy that they do have you know the correct counseling credentials as well as the relevant training to integrate play therapy into their practice and obviously if you do you know have concerns about your child then you know early intervention is you know it is the best um it is the the best way to go you know we don't keep worrying oh they grow out of these problems because obviously if we do have these emotional challenges then it's really helpful to address these as early as possible and play and play therapy is the best way to do that it's the most child friendly approach to address any kind of social emotional or behavioral challenges that a child might be facing Uh, thanks a lot for this information because then i feel as a therapist myself that uh, when you are handling children your credentials are important because then you will be treating them in the right path really yeah, no absolutely it's really really important because obviously when you're looking at children's mental health or anybody's mental health it's really important that you do seek the right assistance from those who are fully trained in the field because obviously you're dealing with mental health uh, you know we were dealing with mental health and so if you were dealing with someone who's not appropriately experienced or appropriately trained then that could lead to more harmful effects in the future if they're not adequately you know um qualified to deal with these challenges very true and uh, have you experienced any increase in a particular issue during this um, pandemic besides fear part i think um generally children's anxiety is generally raised and a lot of the time that's passed on from the parents because obviously parents are also feeling very anxious right now parents are struggling with the idea of homeschooling so i think just the idea of making lots of opportunities to engage in play and actually to have fun and to spend moments connecting together is really really important provide opportunities for children to express their fears and to express their anxieties and to validate those feelings is something really really important not just to tell children oh no it's all fine it's going to be fine because that's that's kind of a false hope and it doesn't really provide 
uh, children with an opportunity to express those difficult feelings. So providing them with opportunities to express, to explore the challenges, to talk them through honestly about what's happening and to explain the uncertainty, to find moments to connect through play, to have fun and engage together, which can actually be a real stress buster and can help children to build their confidence and also in the home environment, you know, to continue to provide structure and consistency. Because as I said, that's how children actually feel safe. So it's important to have a clear structure in your day to be, let it be consistent and make sure that is balanced with maybe some of the homeschooling, but also lots of opportunities to have fun and to play, because that will also be really really important to the child's emotional well-being and you know if children are anxious if they're stressed or if they're angry or they're frustrated or they're confused if they're not emotionally regulated then they're not going to be able to regulate their emotions to control their behavior to focus to actually be attentive to actually engage in learning so it's really really important that we do spend a lot of time on as adults our own emotional well-being as well as on our children's emotional well-being as well and not only focus on all the negatives and focus on having so much pressure and expectation to complete all the academic work because if children aren't regulated if we're not regulated then all this higher level kind of processes in terms of thinking and learning is going to be really really difficult and it's much more important that your children are not stressed your children are not anxious that you're not stressed and you're not anxious rather than going through these constant battles every day of trying to make children do their work when it is a stressful time it is a traumatic event and we need to appreciate that and provide opportunities for ourselves to have a break and to release our emotions and to express our fears as well as the same opportunities for our children to do the same as well so it's like then play therapy will work for individuals who are adults also and probably they don't have children around, but can they process their emotions through play therapy also? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, play is something which is different for everybody. So play, you know, play is anything that we enjoy, anything that's fun for us. So for children, you know, it could be playing with toys, it could be drawing, it could be making music, it could be dancing, it could be jumping around, it could be swinging. For us as adults, it could be listening to music, it could be just going for a walk, it could be, you know, doing some coloring, drawing mandalas, doing something that's very relaxing or soothing for us. So it's equally as important for adults that we're engaging in something that we enjoy and something that we can focus on that's fun just as much as it is for children. Okay, and uh, as you have rightly said that words alone will not soothe the children or provide them opportunity to process what they are feeling. So the opportunities practically should be there with the parents physically being present when they are playing. That will help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's great for children to engage in free play as well, because that fosters imagination, that fosters creativity, and they can also just play out by themselves and explore what's happened in the world. But it's also a great way for parents to connect with their children as well, because obviously, when we're building that relationship with your own child, you know, the parent is the child's safe space. So when the parent can engage in play, it can help them to understand what the child's feeling, what they're experiencing. It can help the child to feel safe. And when we engage in play with another person, it helps us to, to again, build our confidence, to develop our social skills, to play out different social scenarios, and just to generally connect and, you know, have fun and enjoy each other's company, something which, you know, company and engaging with others is very much lacking 
back in at the moment. So actually having those moments where we can play and enjoy and have fun together is also really, really important when we're all quite isolated from the rest of the social world at the moment. Listening to you is so de-stressing and actually full of uh, energy. I'm sure all the listeners now will be a little relieved and also a little calmer as to how they should manage their children right now, because it is a stressful situation right now. I would like to quickly ask you before I wind up, anything that you have personally experienced in the last year that was challenging for you? And how did you cope? Yeah, I mean, everything's been very challenging. Um, I was due to come back to India last March. Um, I had to do a lot of online work with clients and I couldn't see clients. And I think it's just the same way, just to engage in play and to focus on the positives, not to have too much of pressure or expectation on yourselves. And if you're working with children, not to have too much pressure and expectations on them, because it is a stressful time for everyone. And I think um, engaging in activities without expectation, focusing on the positives, focusing on the, on the relationships and the strengths and just stress relieving and focusing on, you know, just having fun and getting through things the best you can and, you know, finding outlets for these um, stressful emotions. I think that's something that's really, really important. Find ways to express and explore what's happening in a very safe way by engaging and connecting with children or connecting and engaging in play with whoever you can. And yeah, just really not being too hard on yourself. I think that's a really important. I mean, there's some people who have gone on big fitness regimes. There's some people who have taken up new hobbies and there's other people who have just sat and gained weight. <laughs> and you know, all of those things are perfectly fine because we all have to find a way that we can manage these challenging times. So I think the main thing is don't be too hard on yourselves. Don't have too much pressure or expectations and don't have too much pressure and expectations on your children as well, but just to focus on managing the current situation the best that you can. That is really uh, mood lifting. And uh, it's really very nice to know the ways that you have expressed wherein the parents can keep in mind and especially not to be hard on themselves and to keep on exploring and experimenting as they move ahead. Yeah. One thing. Sorry, it's just to say, just to be creative as well. You know, it's not the parents have to go and buy lots of things to keep their children occupied in the house. You know, you can, um, you can do lots of things which are fun and therapeutic. And they're also, you know, do have that learning element as well. Like you can do scavenger hunts where you have to go and find different things around the house. You can make musical instruments by putting stones or rajma or dal or rice into your water bottles. You can take your pots and your pans and you can make music. There's lots of ways to really just be creative and really engage with things that you've got available within the house as well that's also something that's really really important to know it's not that we need all expensive toys and gadgets we can be really fun and creative and make things fun and stimulating and also learning opportunities just by engaging with things that we have readily available around us absolutely and one thing uh, that you would like our listeners to keep in mind 
Um, yeah, I mean, the most important thing is just to play. <laughs> In my opinion, the biggest stress buster, the biggest way to regulate emotions, the biggest way to connect with your children, to relieve the stress of you and your child, as well as to help them engage, to be stimulated, to actually be more regulated, to actually attend to more structured activities is just to engage in play and to have fun and just to not to focus on oh my god I'm stuck in the house but actually to think oh wow I've actually got this wonderful opportunity to spend this quality time connecting with my child and make sure that you do spend that time make it quality time connecting rather than full of arguments and stress trying to make them do work that they're perhaps not ready to do because they're too overwhelmed by the current situation. Thanks a lot, ma'am, for your valuable time and valuable tips that you have shared around play. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you for thank you for having me for this chat. We are all honored. And uh, with that playful note and uh, the overall holistic development and the emotional wellness that ma'am has shared with us, we all hope that uh, in this tough situation that we all are, we will be moving ahead playfully. That's great. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. On that note, we end the episode for today. Hope to see you tomorrow with another guest with their perspective on mental health awareness. Thanks a lot. Stay safe. Bye.